0: you're listening to the debunked daily podcast with mike bolton uncovering the truth behind the news we dive deeper down the rabbit hole shedding light on ways to thrive outside of the system in this strange new world welcome to episode three of the debunked daily podcast i'm your host mike bolton So uh, I've got an interesting episode for you today. I was uh, scrolling through Instagram this afternoon and there was uh, there was one particular article that kind of caught my eye uh, because it could be something that definitely affects us here in Canada within the near future. So. I was scrolling through, and uh, the particular Instagram account that I saw, it was uh, vaccine underscore choice underscore Canada, and they had shared an article by the Toronto Star with the headline, Premier Doug Ford enlists former head of the Canadian Armed Forces to oversee COVID-19 vaccine distribution in the province. So... Here we have Doug Ford enlisting a former uh, military general, I believe, um, to uh, to roll out the the vaccine in Ontario. So that uh, you know, anytime that you're you're talking about bringing in the military for something, it kind of implies uh, force, or at least the ability to to exercise force. And that is very worrisome, uh, in in my opinion, anyway. All right, so um, I have, I think, about two or three articles I'm going to go through here. The uh, the first one, and I am going to go to the uh, Toronto Star article, but first of all, I'm going to read this Global News article. Um, They both just kind of highlight different parts of this vaccine rollout by the military. So let's start with the one by Global News. So, this Monday, November 23rd article reads, Ontario expects to begin receiving COVID-19 vaccines in early 2021. Appoints distribution task force. And this was posted just an hour ago. As Premier Doug Ford says, the Ontario government expects to begin receiving COVID-19 vaccines in early 2021. He has appointed Canada's former Canadian Forces Chief of Defence staff to lead the province's vaccination effort. When those doses are ready, we have to be ready as well, Ford said. The easy, easy part of this is to cut a check and order the vaccines. The toughest thing for all provinces is logistics and distribution. In Ford's daily update on Monday today, he announced the task force will advise the province's development and implementation of an immunization program, including the ethical, timely, and effective distribution of the COVID-19 vaccines in Ontario. Okay, so I'm also going to play for you an actual clip of Ford making this announcement so that you can hear
1: it for yourself. And here it is. We're being told that by early 2021, the first doses will be available. And when those doses are ready, we have to be ready as well. That's why I've struck a task force. We're bringing together the best and brightest minds, experts from across the board. This is going to be the largest logistical undertaking in a generation. And we need an expert in logistics. We need a general in charge of this massive undertaking. That's why I've asked General Rick Hillier to chair this new task force. And he has accepted because we need military precision. We need the discipline that only a general can bring to this task. General Hillier is a Canadian hero. He previously served as the chief of defense staff for the Canadian Armed Forces. He was a commander of the NATO led forces during the war in Afghanistan. He also led 15,000 members of the Canadian Armed Forces to help Ontarians and Canadians after the 1998 ice storm. And now he will bring that same leadership and that military precision to this new task. On behalf of all Ontarians, I want to thank General Hillier for his service and for agreeing to take on this challenge. The task force will leave no stone unturned. We will put out, pull out every single stop we have to get ready to get this vaccine distributed and as premier you have my word we will get vaccines to every part of this province when they are ready
0: okay so there's quite a lot i can say about this announcement from ford uh let's break it down uh first of all he says that in early 2021 that's when ontario will be receiving the first doses of uh of the pfizer and moderna vaccines covid19 vaccines all right, so he also describes it as a uh, a task force that will also include uh doctors and other experts, right? Now, task force I'm just going to state the obvious. That is defined as an armed force organized for a special operation, okay? Pretty basic stuff, but I figured I should uh, I should definitely at least state that, right? Um okay, he also described it as the largest logistical undergoing in a generation. So uh, clearly this is, this is not some easy task here. And uh, I wonder why. Probably because not everyone's going to want the vaccine. <laughs> uh, okay, so just another point as well. The uh, the general, uh, his name, funnily enough, and totally, it's a total coincidence, but his name is Rick Hillier. Really funny coincidence is uh, Randy Hillier is an ont- or uh, an MPP, an in- independent MPP who has actually uh, been fighting back. If you if you listen to my last podcast on that uh, leaked Liberal Party memo, Randy Hillier is actually an MPP who has been fighting back against lockdowns and all of the COVID nineteen propaganda and asking questions about the internment camps. So it's just kind of a funny coincidence that this general is named Rick Hillier, and they share the last name. Uh, Rick Hillier was um, part of the war in Afghanistan. So he led about 15,000 Canadian troops uh, into Afghanistan, um, which, of course, there's quite a bit of uh, controversy with that war as well. But um, on top of that... uh, Okay, so then Ford says this task force will leave no stone unturned and pull out every every single stop to get the vaccine distributed. So I mean, that's all well and good for for those people out there who uh, have a full trust in uh, Pfizer and and Moderna to deliver a a safe vaccine and everything. But for those of us in the know. You know, we're not exactly, yeah, uh, we're not exactly buying it. Um, and uh, to, to, I mean, to expand on that as well, even just in plain English and in plain display, it's uh, it's all over the news that the, the vaccine itself is about 90 to 90, 94% effective. So I'm, I'm going to take the lower number there. I'm going to say 90% effective. So that means uh, the 10% is... Un- <laughs> ineffective or like, you know, a huge potential risk to the public, uh, you know, meanwhile, the virus has a uh, an infection fatality rate of uh, 0.02 to 0.04%. And that's not even taking into consideration that the PCR test that they've been using to test for COVID-19 isn't even isn't even effective and isn't even accurate and has been giving false positives and I don't know how much you know about the PCR test but I'll give you a little bit of a rundown here the PCR test is a test in which they can actually control the sensitivity of that test and it um, they it goes on cycles meaning they get to choose how many cycles it uh, it goes through and and every cycle blows up uh, the bacterial biological matter meaning it amplifies it so it can take you know a very small of uh, amount of a of a virus of any kind any type of biological bacterial matter and it can blow it up and make it appear larger and that's also why a lot of people who who just have a common cold or flu are going in and getting a positive covid-19 test. So, these numbers uh the 0.02 and 0.04 infection fatality rate of COVID-19, you know, that's also including all of these false positives in this and the fact that they've been wrapping other, other causes of death, uh they've been calling them COVID-19 if the person had previously tested positive for COVID-19. So really, even the 0.02 to 0.04 infection fatality rate isn't even accurate. Okay. Um, so I mean, just looking at simple math here, you have a vaccine uh, that is apparently, supposedly 90% to 94% effective. And then you have a virus, which is 0.02% uh, to 004 Infection fatal with a uh, infection fatality rate of zero point zero two to zero point zero four. Just looking at simple math, you know, and I'm not a betting man, but <laughs> if I, you know, if I was betting on this, I would I would trust my own immune system. Uh, I would take the ninety nine point nine eight percent survival rate, and I would trust my immune system on this one. That's just me, though. Um, anyway, uh, another thing as well. Uh, time-wise, you know, they're mentioning early 2021 for the vaccines to arrive. I'm now going to refer to the leaked memo uh, from the Liberal Party of Canada, you know, from the anonymous source. And I'm going to read through the timeline for the uh, the roadmap of, of what this person described. Okay, so... It starts off uh, by saying that uh, that we're going to phase in secondary lockdown restrictions on a rolling basis, starting with major metropolitan areas first and expanding outward, expected by November 2020. So that's where we are right now. Okay, stick with me here. Uh, Rush the acquisition of or construction of isolation facilities across every province and territory, expected by December 2020. Okay, isolation facilities, that's the internment camps. They already have some of those and they're going to be building more. By the way, I don't know what construction company is is actually signing up to build these things, but come on, like, (laughs) thanks a lot, guys. I guess anything for the almighty dollar, right? Uh, Okay, to continue on, daily new cases of COVID-19 will surge beyond capacity of testing, including increases in COVID-related deaths following the same growth curves expected by end of November 2020. Well, we're already starting to see Higher number of cases, of course, with their fake PC or their fake uh, their PCR test and the thirty-five to forty cycles that they're running on that thing to blow up the biological bacterial matter and make people think that they have COVID nineteen. All right, uh, complete and total secondary lockdown, much stricter than the first and second rolling phase restrictions, expected by end of December twenty twenty to early January twenty twenty one. So we'll be getting into some much stricter. Uh, uh, re- uh, restrictions, essentially, with this, uh, with the lockdown. And you can, s- this is where you'll begin to kind of like, if you think about it and you're talking about a military rollout of the vaccine paired with stricter lockdowns. I mean, I think you can kind of see where this is going. Uh, reform and expansion of the unemployment program to be transitioned into the universal basic income program. That's expected by quarter one, of 2021. So, just as well like quarters, quarter 1 is January um January 1st to the 31st of of March, okay? All right. So, let's go back to this. Projected COVID-19 mutation And or co-infection with secondary virus, referred to as COVID-21, leading to a third wave with much higher mortality rate and higher rate of infection, expected by February 2021. Daily new cases of COVID-21 hospitalizations and COVID-19 and COVID-21 related deaths will exceed medical care facilities capacity, expected quarter one to quarter two, 2021. Enhanced lockdown restrictions, referred to as third lockdown, will be implemented. Full travel restrictions will be imposed, including interprovince and city, intercity, expected quarter two, 2021. Okay. So, this, okay, so they'll be restricting travel at this point. So, now if we're looking at this Ford announcement, right, they're expecting the vaccines early 2021 we'll be in a situation where we're locked down and where there will be restrictions to travel. And he's talking about the military delivering the vaccine. So if any of, if any of this sounds like normal to you or ethical, like, nah, I I, I don't know. It's very sketchy to me. Uh, transitioning of individuals into the universal basic income program expected mid quarter two twenty twenty one. 2021. Okay. So, All of these things also paired with now putting everyone on a universal basic income program, okay, projected supply chain breakdowns, inventory shortages, large economic instability expected late quarter to 2021. Quarter two twenty twenty one 2021, that would be April 1st to like June 30th, okay? And then lastly, Okay, and this is the leaked memo that I'm reading from. Deployment of military personnel into major metropolitan areas as well as all major roadways to establish travel checkpoints. Okay, restrict travel and movement, provide logistical support to the area by quarter three 2021. Quarter three uh, 2021, that is July 1st to September 30th. So you can kind of see how the uh, timeline fits in with even what that leaked memo said about the roadmap, right? Uh, Anyway, I'm going to continue on with the uh, the Global News article. So last week, both Pfizer and Moderna released promising results from their COVID-19 vaccine trials. Pfizer said its vaccine is 90% effective, while Moderna said its vaccine is 94.5% effective. This campaign will be unparalleled, Ontario Health Minister Christine Elliott said Monday. The response will require coordination and touch all parts of the health system and beyond, and the, partition, and the participation of health providers. Elliott said planning of the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine program is well underway. Clearly. She said those... To get the vaccine during the first round is still being discussed, but she expects it to be the most vulnerable, such as those in long-term care and frontline health care workers. Okay. Jeez, those unfortunate long-term care and frontline health care workers. And we have to vaccinate them not once, but twice within 21 days, she added. We have been working with local public health units and other provincial partners about priority populations and the rollout of the vaccine for these groups, she said. General Rick Hillier, who also served as commander of the NATO-led forces during the war in Afghanistan, has been named chair of the province's new task force to lead the vaccine rollout. We need military precision. We need the discipline that only a general can bring to this task. General Hillier is a Canadian hero, Ford said. This is going to be the largest logistical undertaking in a generation. According to the Ontario government, the task force will advise on delivering strong and distrib- uh, distributing vaccines. Oh, delivering, storing and distributing vaccines, creating a phased vaccination program, prioritizing, prioritizing vulnerable populations followed by the general population, monitoring vaccine consumption, compiling and sharing data with the healthcare system and the public encourage vaccination through public education and community outreach. Meanwhile, Elliot said more members of the Vaccine Distribution Task Force will be named in the coming days. All right, so that's that article by Global News. Let's get right on to the Toronto Star one. Okay, so this article is also from today, November 23rd, and it reads... Premier Doug Ford enlists former head of the Canadian Armed Forces to oversee COVID-19 vaccine distribution in the province. The former head of the Canadian military will lead Ontario's charge to distribute the COVID-19 vaccine, the star has learned. Retired General Rick Hillier has been enlisted to chair the province's new task force on the vaccine. Hillier, who was chief of the defense staff of the Canadian Armed Forces from 2005 to 2008, was personally tapped by Premier Doug Ford, who will formally announce the appointment Monday. This is a military operation in the sense that the moment the vaccine hits our warehouses, we want to deploy where it is most needed, a senior government official said Sunday. The insider, speaking confidentially in order to discuss Internal deliberations said Hillier's COVID-19 Vaccine Task Force will also include doctors, scientists, logistical experts, and Indigenous leaders. Between January and March, Ontario will receive 1.6 million doses of Pfizer's new vaccine and 800,000 doses of Moderna's vaccine. Each vaccine requires two shots, meaning Ontario's initial allotments of 2.4 million doses will be dispensed to 1.2 million people in a province with a population of 14.5 million. Okay. So, I mean, you can have my vaccine. I don't want it. (laughs) Just in case anyone's, you know, really uh, dying, uh, no pun intended, (laughs) to get the vaccine. Anyway, the priority for the first wave of vaccination will be frontline healthcare workers such as doctors and nurses and long-term care workers in nursing homes seen of two-thirds of Ontario's 3,500 COVID-19 deaths. We want to vaccinate the most vulnerable first, said the official, adding Ontario is hoping to receive additional doses of the vaccine from Ottawa as soon as possible. The federal government's National Operations Centre is working closely with the province to ensure the vaccines are drib- distributed if efficiently and equitably. With countries around the world vying for vaccine supplies, Ottawa, which has so far purchased two, 20 million doses of each of the Pfizer and Moderna serums is coordinating the distribution across Canada. Beyond those 40 million doses, Ottawa also has contracts for potential vaccines from five other pharmaceutical companies. Hillier's expertise overseeing large and complicated operations will be required due to the storage challenges and surrounding vaccines that must be kept at very low temperatures before being dispensed. Ultra-cold freezer units are needed. There is massive logistical job that is already underway, the insider said. Ontario's vaccination plan comes as Toronto and Peel region begin a 28-day lockdown on Monday amid rising infections, forcing many businesses to close. Well... (laughs) <laughs> it 's not the virus that 's forcing the close it's the it 's the government let 's be clear um, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, whose officials are in constant contact with their provincial counterparts, has noted that there are many ongoing preliminary discussions around our plan to unfold to roll out vaccines and deliver them across the country trudeau 's government has shortlisted four companies that specialize in providing logistics services as well Ottawa has brought. 126 special freezers made by Panasonic and Thermal Scientific to supplement existing federal capacity to store vaccine doses once Health Health Canada approves the medications. Well, I mean, hopefully Health Canada doesn't approve them, but I wouldn't bet on it. Of those 126 freezers, 26 are ultra cold and can store vaccines at minus 80 degrees Celsius with the other 100 good to minus minus. 20 degrees Celsius. Overall there is now freezer capacity for 33.5 million doses in Canada. That's disturbing disturbing. Quite frightening, actually. Uh, The outspoken Hillier was always popular with Canadian troops because of his moral-boosting ability to slash through bureaucrat red tape to secure modernized equipment for the forces. He is well-regarded at Queen's Park for helping Ford and the Heritage Minister Lisa McLeod with the new memorial to commemorate the 158 Canadian Armed Forces personnel killed in the War of Afghanistan between 2001 and 2014. The monument, which which complements the 2006 Veterans Memorial on the front lawn of the legislature, was unveiled two weeks ago on Remembrance Day. Hillier led the consultation to select a design which boasts a zigzagging bronze ribbon to symbolize the mountainous terrain in Afghanistan. From certain angles, the memorial, which includes a stone from the Inuk dedicated to the fallen erected by Canadian soldiers at the Kandahar Airfield, recalls the rubble of the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York. (laughs) 9-11. The Afghan war was sparked by the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attack that destroyed the towers. Okay, so this is... uh, Pretty worrisome stuff, pretty frightening. Um, uh, you can definitely form your own opinion on uh, on vaccines. Uh, but uh, for myself, I, I won't be taking it. And uh, I don't really want any of my family or close friends taking the vaccine. But um, I, I also don't think that we can wake every single person up. Um, there are going to be people who have a full... Belief in trust in vaccines and haven't really done a lot of uh, research on them, you know. And I'm even t- just talking about aside from COVID nineteen vaccines, just even the history, uh, the history of vaccines and even their link to uh, causing autism in a lot of cases. Uh, it's pretty clear that uh, there's been a higher percentage of people that have have uh, have gotten autism, especially. Uh, young children and it's because of these ridiculous vaccine schedules um but anyway you guys can do your own research on that i don't want this episode to be just entirely about vaccines um but yeah i myself i won't be taking it i don't want my family taking it i wouldn't suggest that my close friends take it um but you know hey we're gonna need some sacrificial lambs so (laughs) i mean For those people who just can't be convinced, no matter how how hard you you try, hey, you know, you probably gave them ample opportunity. You probably tried to speak to them anyway, but they wouldn't listen. And there you have it. But anyway, this popped into my radar today, and now I'm uh, putting it on yours. It's uh, definitely something to to watch out for. Um, All talk of the military rolling out the vaccines and... And essentially this plan, which, as I pointed out, really honestly points back to the timeline of the, uh, the leaked Liberal Party memo. Anyway, guys. That's going to be it for this episode of the Debunk Daily podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Keep spreading the word. Stay strong and have yourself a great day.